Howdy, hey, Dan. We're back with another episode. And as your wonderful choice of a song alludes to, it's battle between conferences. You know, until the championship game, these next four weeks are interconference matchups. Yeah, it's it's time to go to war. And this is, I think, where you see some of the the underperformers, you know, kind of pan themselves out playing against underperformers. We have a lot of underwhelming, well, underwhelming matchups coming up. Mm-hmm. But we get to see some bangers coming up, dude. Yeah, we do. I mean, it'll be obviously, you know, there's the teams that we think are going to be there at the end, you know, Kevin, Stefan, and, you know, on the other side of the division, it's things are a little bit more murky, Mm -hmm. but it'll be fun to see these guys match up. And, you know, who knows? We'll probably maybe see a championship preview these next four weeks. I don't know. Somewhere. I'm just just curious, though, when you hear that song, what movie immediately jumps to your mind? Oh, gosh. Really? Oh, I had a like immediately one movie pops into my mind. Let's hear it. Rush Hour. Yeah, I mean it's hard. Like Chris Tucker movie. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That's just where I'm at. That's what I got. I like it. I appreciate it. It's you always keep me on my toes with that. I mean, last week we went pizza. This this week we went with a little little old school Chris Tucker action <laughs> with it because you never touch a black man's radio. Can you do the Chris Tucker dance while the song's playing? I did it while it was going on. Like I had, oh, my, okay. like I was, I was, I had my head moving back and forth on the side here <laughs> with with that. And then I'll, now, now I really want Chinese takeout. I mean, it's it's the night is still young. No, I, my, my fat ass doesn't need that. Well, with that, and I'm sure after a couple of drinks it'll, it might change, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot to cover this week. Um, we do. This is a fun, fun, fun pod. I think ahead of us. Well. You know, not I mean, to start because we've fun, had some yeah. there's some injuries are really starting to pile on, um, you know, up, outside of one injury. We haven't seen season ending injuries. We've seen some guys out for a few weeks and a few more are added to that list. Um, and with that said, because of all those injuries, we've seen some trades go down uh, for backup running backs, some handcuffs. But, you know, just when we thought that we weren't going to see anything juicy, the last two trades kind of save us with. To, uh, you know, they might not be the big blockbusters that we're used to, but there's some two intriguing trades. And of course, we'll do matchups and including the matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. Boom, boom, boom. All right, let's talk about injuries, though, because this yeah. week, you know, we've let's start. I mean, last Thursday, Russell Wilson, he had like that mallet finger hand thing or injury surgery right away. Seems like he's out at least three weeks. He's on IR, uh, or I believe he's on IR. I don't even know if they officially did it. I, I heard I think it's practice it's today or something. Designated out is what I see so far. Yeah, I, I don't think he's technically on IR. Not that but, I um, see. You know, it's Russell Wilson, so he's going to try to get back as soon as possible. Um, but in the short term, you know, this sucks for not just Russell Wilson, but DK Metcalf and Tyler, Tyler Lockett, Lockett, right? Yeah, yeah oh, and even Chris Carson for that matter. Yep. I mean, Carson is Carson going to play this week? Because I know he's on. He is. Doesn't he have a neck thing? Yeah, he had a neck thing. I haven't seen any update on that if he's practicing or not. But did not practice even if, Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, even if he does, it's it's not a great matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at like you know Russell Wilson's obviously the big one. He's just not playing. But Geno Smith is just a big step back. And I mean, it's can you feel confident starting guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, if he's healthy, you know, while Russell Wilson's out? I don't feel really good with this. And I, I think you're talking exactly what it is. It's Geno Smith. 
And yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's bad backups in the league, but right. there's backups that you don't really want to feel 100% confident with. Geno Smith is is has experience. He's yep. started games. He has career stats yep. with it, albeit not overly great ones. But it's you, – you don't feel well. You don't feel like – I mean, 10-17 coming in against the Rams, against arguably one of the best five defenses in the league. Yep. Threw a touchdown, threw an interception. Okay, maybe that's a little positivity that we can throw into this. I don't know if I'm throwing as much positivity as some of the other people that, especially when you look at what he did against the Rams. Yep. And now going in against Pittsburgh, who's no slouch of a defense. No, and their um, back's kind of against the wall at this point, too. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you're going from quarterback 12, that's through week five mm-hmm. with it. I just, I don't feel confident. I've, I'm, I'm fading DK. I'm fading Tyler Lockett. If Chris Carson's healthy, I think I'm, I'm giving him a little bit of a bump. Oh, okay. With it, just I, you got it. If you're not going to pass the ball efficiently, you got to be really good with the run, which means that he's going to get the volume. So, That's true. so I'll take, you know, the the Chris Carson's, Alex Collins, you know, a little bit of a bump in the running back piece, but I'm I'm fading the wide receivers and the tight end. Say no more. Um. So we look at like the teams impacted. Obviously, I have Russell Wilson, and you know, at quarterback, it's been a rough year with Deshaun Watson out. Um, it's it's the Kyler Murray show for the next however long. Yep. Um, DK Metcalf is on Jerry's team, and Jerry's a feisty squad. I mean, when you look at Jerry's team, is he I, – I mean, I don't know. Jerry – I so here's my bold prediction before we go any further. Okay. I really think when you look at, like, the Avengers division – out like with all the injuries when you factor in i mean zane right now is you know tyler lockett take a hit takes a hit david montgomery is still out for a few weeks um you know armand just lost well we'll see how long saquon barkley's out for um you know i have my issues um sam is still dealing with christian mccaffrey aj brown you know those guys getting healthy you know hopefully they'll be back or aj brown was back but his team's you know Jerry Judy's still out. Um, There's a lot of injuries, a lot of things Mm -hmm. impacting things. Right now, I don't know if I see a huge difference between many teams outside of Nick Roos in that division. Like I, you could really twist my arm and put them in any order you want for at least standing like power rankings right now. Yeah. I I think a lot of the injuries that we've seen come through here has really tightened some of these maybe out on the edge teams to saying, well, hold on. I've got, I can feel the roster. You're you're hoping that you get a fringe player that's going to perform because he now has an opportunity. Yeah, uh, you got to feel good about the guy that you've you've seen week after week. For sure, and I mean, you know, for Russell Wilson, we see how long he's out for. I mean, Montgomery, you know, Barkley, like these are big injuries that are influencing things. I mean, for Sam Christian McCaffrey, when is he going to be back? Like, and when you look at the standings, I mean, obviously, right now I'm nine and one. Uh, Zane seven and three, Armand six and four, Sam and Jerry are both three and seven. Um, it's, I don't think anyone's out of it. Um, now everyone, you know, we've seen Armand make a lot of moves. We've seen Sam make a lot of moves. Jerry has been quiet since, you know, kind of the off season, but it'll be interesting to see, um, are there band-aids that people try to get Does someone, you know, do people try to get aggressive Do people, throw in the white towel and be like, I'm not quite ready maybe to contend because of these injuries. So um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird time right now in this division. A much... what, anybody, that's got, anybody that's got second round draft picks, they work really well for backup running backs. 
<laughs> yeah, you would know. You Just would saying. know. I, I'm very good at that. But but you're right. This is. I think I think as we talk trades coming up here, yeah. these next two or three weeks, as we watch, especially key matchups happen. Mm-hmm. that we might see some pretty aggressiveness maybe for a big name on a lower end team do this yeah. even if it's a I, I we might i we i'm going to forecast here we're going to see a payout the ass for for a player coming up in the next 3 weeks yeah i mean it'll be interesting and especially like if these injuries get worse i mean do we see you know look at my team like we thought i'm going to be a contender i still maybe hopefully will be but what if things go south you know if I'm already down Russell Wilson. You know, if something else happens, like we could see just the shit hit the fan and things get really weird. This this might come down to be I, we we might tab this the year of depth. Yeah, like it just just sure. how how can you recover off of some of these pieces that are happening, mm-hmm. or how can these lower end teams make the most out of getting pieces? Big time, absolutely. Um, let's. Let's move on, you know, talk about Saquon Barkley. We mentioned him. Um, Armand, like that, you know, Armand's roster, he's definitely rebuilt it, you know, with some trades, getting Terry McLaurin, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, Chris Godwin, um, and some of his younger guys, you know, getting, you know, healthy, better, you know, Sutton, Gasicki, uh, the list goes on, that part. Um, but, you know, at running back, it's Saquon Barkley. And yep. that's really the guy. I mean, he has Zach Moss. He has Sonny Michelle. He has Michael Carter. Like, okay players but Saquon Barkley needs to be the guy um this I mean it's just a sprained ankle but I mean I would be crying if I had a sprained ankle but like I mean for Armand is this you know does he need a running back and he survive like an extended period without Saquon Barkley Uh, that's and that's where this gets a little tough and everything like that is it's I don't know with yeah. Sony Michelle doesn't have a really big piece in that offense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good week last week against Seattle, but I mean, outside of that, it hasn't been been too stellar. The guy that I've been actually kind of impressed with is Michael Carter, but he's on a bye this week, and that sucks. Yeah, JJ Taylor is non-existent anymore in that yep. Patriot offense. Which I coming in wasn't he like one of the guys they were everybody was talking about being being really good that could make an impact. I mean, he was a trendy pick, and I feel like he's been a trendy pick now for two seasons, but Bill Belichick's like, now we're good. I mean, Zach Moss is a great RB low, or I mean, low end RB to high flex side piece to it. Yep. But that's it. And right now, he's his number one guy. Yeah. And this is, and Zach Moss is not a number one guy right now. And this is tough. I mean, this is. You don't like to see this from a team that's really getting ready to go through and like try and make this run as you come up here. Yeah, I mean, I think if if there's any team in this division that I would say has got to be trying to make a trade or trying to make a trade as we speak, it's got to be Armand. Like he's got to be trying to get a running back. Like he's been aggressive. Like he's probably been the most aggressive team during the season. Then anyone um at this point so i mean i don't know what is out there or what is possible but i think he's got to be the person that is you know hitting people up sliding into their dms trying to get a trade done for a running back and he's got the and we got to remember he's playing on the favorable matchup schedule he is he's he's on the bottom of the division so he's got matchups against obviously you know steve and chris which 
we'll just be blunt. Like those are gimmies. Those are wins. Like you, it's going to be very, very difficult to impossible to lose those games. Um, Adam is going to be tough. Um, and then, you know, I don't know who gets lucky in the inner company or the outside of, you know, the, the rivalry division, whatever mm-hmm. fuck we want to call these matchups um, and plays you now that you're a walkover, but you rather play you than um, Kevin or Stefan. And it looks yeah. like who gets you. So week nine, it's Jerry. So Jerry gets, you know, a little bit of an advantage. Um, and again, now that you're going to be a pushover because your team's been surprisingly feisty. Um, but, you know, Jerry maybe oh. gets the gets a little oomph. You, you know what the worst part is? Not to hashtag foreshadow this. What's that? I go bad buys that week. Ooh. I legit mm. might. I might be starting my best running back starting that week. Very well could be Philip Lindsay. Oh my! Yep, I well, have, you know something. Yeah, yep. to, and oh, yeah. I mean, that's why. I mean, for Jerry's team, I mean, I I think it was offline. We were talking in chat, but I think I don't think Jerry's out of it. I, no, I'll say that. I, I just I agree. And 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 the fact that Jerry still has picks, I know, and one of them is almost locked and loaded as the first overall pick in next year's draft. If 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 he wants to move picks, he can you know address some needs. He Whether that's maybe real big firepower. If he wants to get maybe a quarterback, if he wants to maybe get a running back or whatever, Jerry has the ammo to do it. And at this point, a lot of people's cupboards are bare. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know if it will happen, but that's that's definitely the the guy to watch at this point. I agree. All right. Two more injuries. I'm um, Clyde over to It looks like he's got an MCL sprain out three weeks. Um, been a little bit disappointing this year for the Chiefs and, you know, hasn't necessarily lived up to some of the draft type. Um, we'll talk about him more in depth later with um, a trade that went down. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, but the only season ending injury, unless we miss something, is Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, he's on, I believe, Chris's team, so doesn't have any direct impact on, you know, playoff hunt but he's out of that pittsburgh offense you know how do you feel then about guys like big ben chase claypool deontay johnson you know maybe some of the tight ends Najee harris like what impact do you think this has on the steelers offense i i mean anytime you're talking about a guy like juju understanding 2020 wasn't the year that everybody wanted for for juju i mean only putting up 831 yards but i mean i bought him i am loving the opportunity for chase claypool here i think this is fucking huge and i I understand that you know rebuild you don't want points but at this point in time i'm fucked with where i'm at with what my team's been been spiking to do you're not you're not breaking the top three the top three are pretty much set it's i mean i don't know or i do know who has the picks but it's going to be the teams of chris steve nick ruth in some order those are going to be the top three teams next year's draft yeah, but I mean, so so this is a this is a huge piece for me that makes me very dangerous mm-hmm. to play against. I think this is a huge. I mean, if Deontay Johnson can catch a ball, this is great for him. I think Najee Harris gets a big boost with this. Um, James Washington, I'm, I, I mean, you, next guy up with it. Oh, yeah. So I'm. Am I excited about him? No. No. Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson get me a little. You know, a little swishy, swishy, vermouth, yep. air, Ebron. I mean, we might see a lot of two tight end sets now. Yep. With it, but I think biggest boost to me is Claypool followed very, very shortly by Najee Harris. I'm with you. I think Claypool. I mean, and he's on your team, obviously. Yep. So does it might not impact the playoff 
hunt directly, but like you said, could be spoiler status. But I'm with you. I think Claypool is gonna. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think him and Deontay Johnson are gonna have some strong weeks to wrap up this year now, and you know, one less mouth to feed just gives those guys all much more of the pie to eat, and I think they're gonna capitalize. I agree. Um, just, just one guy left, right? Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's obviously still out like a few weeks. We didn't really talk about him. I mean, Zane right now is, you know, he's surviving. Um, He's seven and three. He's won four in a row. I mean, he's doing, you know, pretty well. But outside of Jonathan Taylor, I mean, Miles Sanders has been one of the, you know, disappointments or frustrating players um, just because of his usage in the offense. You know, it hasn't been an issue yet for Zane, but he's going to, you know, Zane's, along with me, you know, is in the the top half of the division. Got the rough matchups, you know, taking on Kevin and Stefan. Like, those are going to be difficult matchups, you know, in these out-of-conference games. Um, so here's the so, one thing that I'll, I'll yeah. give Zane credit for here just to do this. Yeah. Both J.J. Taylor and Miles Sanders don't buy until week 14. So this Jonathan. is a – yeah, Jonathan, sorry, wrong Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. So that's huge to get through these little bit of stretches. That's true. Because then you get Montgomery back as long as everything goes to plan and everything there. So this is a, like if one of these guys are going to go down, like this is a, this is the okay guy to get you through here with it. Because Montgomery buys, they buy in 10. So even then he had late running back buys. By the time we get to week 14, I mean, we're going to be, Zane's going to be locked and loaded for one way or another. So that matchup that week is not going to be – it's not going to be relevant for him. Nobody's going to give a shit. Who cares yeah. if he plays one of the other guys? Unless he's vying for the buy in that in that division, who fucking cares? No, that, so, that's I mean, a it, great point. I didn't realize that he has the the hiatus with those running back buys. That, that's a huge – that's a great point. Yeah, so I, I think as we look at the Montgomery injury from a fantasy impact, this is – it's almost irrelevant – I, I'm going to use almost as you still have Miles Sanders. You still have the ability to get some kind of points. But, I mean, obviously you'd rather have David Montgomery out there. Yeah. No, I mean, I but I still think, and I'm not saying like Zane's going to miss the playoffs, but I still think the division's up for grabs. Yep. And, you know, Zane, second place, seven and three. Again, 99% confident he's going to make the playoffs. But Armand, you know, Jerry and Sam's team, like it's, I, I think I it's going to be uncomfortably the- close. Than what That's we thought it would be a week, month ago. Last week of our regular season is week 14. Yep. Could, and I mean, imagine Zane's in a spot, and I'm just going to be this guy right here, week 14. He plays Sam. He plays Sam. Yep. That that could be, depending on how things play out, a, a you have to win to get in game. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at Sam's team, he's three and seven. You know, Armand's six and four. You know, he's three games back. Um, the points, um, the, you know, the one thing that Sam and even Jerry have. I believe they've scored more points than Armand. Uh, yeah. Yes. So Armand is like actually like fifth place in the division and points scored. So, I mean, if that tiebreaker, you know, comes into play, that's something to watch, but that's, you know, you don't have to worry about that for a few weeks, a few months. Um, but it's just interesting. I just want to toot my own horn here. Yeah. I have more points than Armand and Jerry. Yeah. I mean, you know, we kind of mentioned it's not a, maybe. it's not a bad thing. There's it's, no way I come back for it, but I mean, it could be interesting if I get hot. I mean, your team 
again, you, you don't want to play or you don't want to do it to yourself, but if you had Devontae Adams, you know, Kirk oh, yeah, Cousins, Christian, McCa- Christian yeah, McCaffrey, yeah. you, you bring the game back together. Yep. Your team might I, be yeah, the I second know. best team in this league right now. I know. But who knows if it was sustainable. You got a lot of young pieces, you got a lot of draft picks. Um, there's reasons to that there are reasons why that move was necessary. So you, you can't beat yourself up too much. Oh no, no, it's just one of those ones where if I'm gonna give myself if I'm gonna top my hat, this this just reminds me that going after and getting certain guys uh-huh. kind of help make you make your rebuild less frustrating. Oh yeah. I, the, I know Armand went to went to trade for a couple pieces and you know he's rebuilding's not fun. hundred percent get it, but you gotta find the encouraging pieces in a rebuild. And I think that's where, you know, Nick Ruth is finding some pieces. I'm finding some pieces here. Sam obviously found a lot of his good pieces. So that I guess that's the one caveat that I'll say is kind of a positive to rebuilding. Oh, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we can talk about the right, or we will talk about like what we think is the right and wrong way. And I'm, you can't see it. I'm using quotation marks, but like, it's about having fun. You know, it's about having guys who like, and you know, a lot of times like having those young players that you can be excited about, like that's really what makes dynasty enjoyable, at least for me. So I, I completely get it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've, we've injured out here. Hopefully we don't have any more big names to talk about in the next coming weeks, especially for some of the contending teams. But if only. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, time will tell. And, you know, as the fantasy reaper that, that exists in this league goes, no, nobody is safe. Absolutely not. Let's move on to trades. We saw five go down this week and three of them were more or less related to injuries. Um, first one or first four are going to involve Mr. Nick Ruth. Um, and the first one is involving Nick and myself. Uh, Nick sent Damian Williams. I sent a 22 third, fourth, and Michael Strakan, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Dan, quick thoughts. I've never heard of this Mike Strakan guy. He's a rookie. This, yeah. Charleston. Is Charleston D1 or is that? Uh, D7, I believe. Okay, perfect. Yep, so that's exactly what we played high school football with. Um, y- You cover your ass. I think that's yeah. a big piece. You buy a four to five week um, backup. I, you paid it up in different than a second round draft pick. So I, I admire your, your strategy in, in piecing that around. Um, you did what you had to do to make sure yeah. there. I whooped you do like, this is a, you're, you, you bought four to five weeks of covering your ass. So kudos to you. Um, the third and the fourth in next year's draft. I mean, obviously we were talking about not very high on it. By the time we get down there, that's going to be fringe talent. Yeah. Yep. That's just where we're at. You you did what you had to do to get it. I again, Nick shaves points because yep. I've never, like I said, I've never fucking heard of this kid before in my life. Yep. Nope. Big time. Um. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Uh. Next trade: Nick Ruth and Stefan. Nick sent Samaj Perine, and Stefan sent a 23 fourth round draft pick. I love how you pronounce names. Mm-hmm. What's Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan. So I'm, much here. I'm here. Yep, I'm here for you, man. But Thank yeah. you. Um, um so yeah. Mixon, he I don't even like he was a little bit banged up at the end of the game. He's kind of had a weird year, but even I think Perrine was banged up, so it's yep. interesting. Uh, but a fourth round pick, you know, Stefan has Mixon. I guess one of those cases of maybe trying to be a little bit early with handcuffing for your guy. Yeah, I mean, you know what the worst part is? What's that? Pirine test positive for COVID on Monday. Yep, so he might not even play this week. It yep. might be the Chris Evans show. Which, I mean, again, kudos for trying to own a backfield. And yep. that's one of those ones where, 
especially with a big name like Joe Mixon. And we've had this conversation with, do you have benefits in owning a backfield versus not? This is one of those situations where you need a guy that's going to start and get volume to carry the team. And, you know, Nick Ruth always talks about shelf life for running backs. And there, again, we we disagreed in some of these pieces. I find benefits to owning a backfield because you know you're going to get a guy that starts that week. This is one of those situations where you're not 100% sure, just with some injury pieces. Obviously, COVID, as we can now see, is still a factor in life. Um, for a fourth round draft pick to, to get a fringe one here, I kudos like yeah, W's it's, it's with fine. it. He gets it in the 2023 draft. I, again, too much time on a, on a small market trade. Yep. And last or last kind of small market trade, Nick sent Daryl Williams running back for the Kansas city chiefs and Kevin sends a 22 fourth round pick and a 23 fourth round pick. I, uh, and yeah. Edwards or Clyde Edwards, layer we know is on IR for three weeks. So, Yep. At least three weeks of action for Daryl Williams. Yep, and this is a this is a CYA play for Kevin. Uh, I mean, I haven't checked buys for his team yet. This could have been a buy check. Yep, with it giving up two fourth round draft picks, one in next year's draft, the other one in, in twenty three. Cover your ass, absolutely. Yep, cover it's your- it's fine. Maybe a little low. I'm surprised Daryl Williams didn't fetch a third. Um, but you know, it's it's fine. Yep. All right. Now we got two, actually, I think, trades that we'll talk a little bit more in depth on. And Nick and Kevin got together for another deal. Uh, Nick sent a 2022 first-round draft pick. That is Kevin's. Uh, Devontae Booker, you know, we talked about, uh, excuse me, Saquon Barkley. He's probably out next week, maybe longer. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, and a 2022 third-round draft pick. And in return, Kevin sent... Clyde Edwards Alaire and Mr. James Wisconsin running back White. It's weird that Kevin thoughts? it's weird that Kevin trades away Wisconsin running back. But I mean this is so so number one, I look at this and this is a, another point J for Nick. Yeah. This is two IR guys mm-hmm. that are gonna go there. Kenneth Gainwell in week four against Kansas City puts, puts up 20 points. He comes back against Carolina, gets three. Uh, I mean, he's a rookie. The, everybody hates Miles Sanders, so Okay, I get it. Um, obviously, Devonta Booker is lead dog here now, depending on how long uh, Saquon's ankle injury is. Yep. The first is – so I guess here's how I look at this. Well, the how first, about this? Before, okay. we, before we go in thoughts, let's get Kevin, Kevin and Nick actually both send their thoughts on this deal. Oh, nice. So Kevin, quick paraphrasing his thoughts, and talk about a humble brag – was tired of all the roster decisions and wasn't the biggest Clyde Edwards Lair guy. The injury was the last straw for me, despite a few decent games last two weeks. Um, after talking with Nick on it, he thought that this was an opportunity or an opportunity to get a little shot at youth while also getting a bye week fill in for Booker. Um, with his rash of, you know, 27 year old uh, and older wide receivers and how this upcoming draft is looking, getting the late round pick for a potential rookie wide receiver could be a win. Um, and in return, Nick thought he was packaging um, or he was packaging point shutting people and a first um, that likely won't get him someone as good as Clyde Edwards in theory. So that was his goal. And I think that I think that's a for Nick's piece. That's a really good way to look at this. Mm-hmm. Getting what you see out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus something that's unseen yeah. is a little bit. I mean, you feel really good about this. You know what you're getting. Understanding the the Kansas City offense this year, we is something we haven't seen. 
with this. They're last in the division. Mahomes looks human. Kelsey's not the beast that he is. Tyreek, you know, fumbles a couple balls. And when I say fumbles, I mean tips a couple that are there and they get picked <laughs> off right place, right time yep. with it. Uh, Josh Allen beats him, which is fucking fantastic in my world. Um, but you get CEH and you yep. know what you're getting out of this. James White's a uh, God, I fucking hate the Patriots backfield with this. So I can see it from Nick's side that this is a this is a real win for him with it. Kevin obviously gets stronger with depth. Again, I'm going to call this the year of depth as we go through. Um, and he gets the first round pick next year. Um, Nick still obviously is going to be picking well ahead of Kevin in this draft, so he's going to be able to go get the guys that he wants to. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I actually love this trade for Nick. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what he said, you know, he's – probably not going to get a guy as good as Clyde or Solaire with where Kevin's picking, you know, probably going to be in that 10 to 12 range, you know, in next year's draft, depending on how things shake out in the playoffs for Kevin, um, you know, make no mistake. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been disappointing, but he still just has crazy upside. You know, he's a running back in the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs offense. He's going to put up points, even if you can pencil him in as like a low-end RB2, like that's still worth a late first. Like right now, would you trade a late first for a guy like Daryl Henderson? Probably. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire could give you that and potentially more upside. So for, for Nick, I think getting this, you know, He's got like a shell of kind of a roster next year. He's got his quarterback set. You know, he's got DJ Moore. He's got Clyde Urge-Lair. J.K. Dobbins coming back. You know, Noah Fant. Like, he's got some pieces, some more draft picks. Like, I think that's great for him. Um, for Kevin, I mean, you know, I think the return for Clyde Urge-Lair is solid. You know, getting a first and, you know, Gainwell's intriguing. Um, I, you know... I probably would have just kept Clyde Edwards Hilaire because when you look at his team, I mean, at running back, it's after, you know, at a, or excuse me, Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, like there's a pretty steep drop off in running back talent. So, I mean, if push ever comes to shove and I mean, you don't hope for any injuries, but if any of those guys go down, Kevin's going to be relying on what Devin Singletary or Kenneth Gainwell is his RB two yeah. like that. Like, that can become a problem. Like, I don't care what you think of Clyde or Solaire, but I would rather, if push comes to shove, have him than any of those two as my guys on a potential playoff team. I don't care how stacked your team is. Like, Kevin has depth, but in a one-game playoff, like, if that, if one of those running backs, Henry or Jones, aren't available, like, that, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, Mike Davis is the other guy on there over two oh, points each, good, each of those weeks. Point. But, yeah. I, I mean, either way, like, we'll get to the guy that, that gets moved here next, but like, that's not the name you're hearing coming out of the Atlanta backfield. No. So, so I, yeah, go ahead. We'll segue. Your, your segue. So you were involved in the trade, Mr. Weber, and you sent, I mean, it's hard to argue against it, but the biggest surprise in fantasy this year in Cordero Patterson, um, along with the 23 third round draft pick. And you sent him to Adam's team for a 2024 second round draft pick and fourth round draft pick. Uh, Dan, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. What was your thoughts going into this deal? And, you know, if you can shed any other background on it, we would love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, this, the, we, we got into conversations late, late that night and everything like that. And I knew Patterson was a piece that I had to try and maximize on with it. And I, I, I wanted to get into the second round pick piece to it. And, the compromise was, hey, so, I mean, 
when we look at Adams team, there's not a whole lot of additional depth pieces that are young rebuilding options that we have. So I was, so, so for me, picks are the way that we're going here and getting the second for Cordero Patterson and who knows what the rest of this year is going to be like, what his future is going to be. He's 30 years old. I shed points, which we found out it's fucking irrelevant in my life with it, but it's, I get a second for him. Granted, it's a couple years out. Adam will get the third before I get to redeem the value in here, but I, I get rid of him and I get, uh, I get an earlier pick in a class that's going to be pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I, so right now, Cordell Patterson for running backs is RB3. Insane. It is. It, it's ridiculous. And, the you know, he's doing this with, like, his efficiency is just absurd. Like, it's not even like he's getting, like, 30 touches a game or something crazy. Like, up until this week... So this week he had 21 touches. Do you want to guess what the most touches he had prior to this week was on the season? I mean, I have it up in front of me. So just it's, it's 13, we, 13 yeah, touches. Suspense, yeah. Like that's, that's insane. Like he's, you know, week one, he had eight points week two, 22 points week three, 16 points week four on just 12 touches, 34 points. And this past week, you know, he had 21 touches, 18 points like Cordell Patterson. Patterson is just crazy. And I think you were right. I mean, I think a second round pick, you know, that was the ceiling. And I think it was a fair, you know, price point for you to hold to. Um, you know, and I think also you had to, you know, you had to move him because mm. he's been great this year. But we've seen, what, almost eight years of Cordero Patterson. And he's he's not going to be a top five running back. He's yeah. just not. But he's he could for the next, you know, maybe a few weeks, you know, bye weeks. He could be solid. Um, so I think you capitalize. And I mean, for Adam's team, um, you know, with buys coming up, I mean, I don't know what kind of crunch he could be in. I think, you know, Patterson could be a great fill-in. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the other piece too, is, is Eckler buys the week after here. So, so Patterson buys this week Okay. with it. So Eckler buys next week. So that's a good cover piece. Chase Edmonds doesn't buy until week 12. Okay. With it. And then I'm just really quickly scrolling down to see what other options that we have here. Miles Kenyon, Gaskins week 14. Kenyon Drake's in week eight, but yep. he's a backup with Carson's it. week nine. But he's got Alex Collins, which could be an interesting start this week, depending on what where... happens with Carson. Yep, yeah. you got it. So, I, I mean, he's got the handcuff there. Yeah. That Brady wouldn't have to fucking worry about it or shot Penny. But I think this is a it's a it's a depth piece year of the depth i'm gonna say it again like you guys can all fucking hate me on the on the other end of this which a fun fact you know in talking with adam he actually likes the podcast i appreciate the, the <laughs> open feedback here so i'm gonna give the give the shout outs here to, to adam and say man hey we appreciate the the feedback and the fact that you actually listen to this which so increase our viewership by guaranteed one other person very nice well i mean the thing is when you look at adam's team i mean obviously he's got a real strong starting lineup oh, but like strong. that that last flex spot, and especially with Julio Jones, you know, being injured to start the year, you know, the Tennessee Titans offense has been kind of disappointing. Like that last flex spot has just been tricky. And Miles Gaskin's been inconsistent. So, I mean, if Cordero Patterson, like if for whatever reason he can keep this up, like this is a no brainer starter in, you know, Adam's lineup and could really just turn the tide and, you know, help close the gap on, you know, when you look at Kevin's team and you look at Stefan's team. Um, who right now are at this point head and shoulders above everyone else and not just the division, but the league. 
Yep. It's, 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 it continues to make him more competitive. And as we continue to go, it's, it's things that you can get excited about that. If he continues this production, which again, like you've said, it's just fucking absurd yeah. with this. It's, I mean, you begin to question how, how much of a gap is there now between the three teams? No, for sure. And I mean, the nice thing about, well, the nice thing for Stefan, Kevin, and Adam is unlike, you know, last year for this division, these guys know right now they're making the playoffs. Like, you're, you're feisty, Dan, but you're not making the playoffs. Nope, I no agree. chance in hell Steve and Chris are making the playoffs. So these guys are making the playoffs. And doesn't matter what, like, if injuries happen, like, it, it you have to, like, lose, like, all your entire team for those guys to not make it. So you have that luxury of being able to get ready for, you know, week 15 or, you know, for whoever gets to buy week 16. And that's kind of the goal at this point. Like, so, you know, Kevin, Stefan, and Adam, we might not see them make some of these minor trades, you know, for some less than impactful guys. But, you know, maybe we'll see a blockbuster or something crazy or something like that at a later date. And Cordero Patterson, I don't think he's a small trade. I think he is a a solid trade with upside. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's I love that we had five trades. Granted, they they weren't really big, but I'm really curious to see what when we get into Trade Central coming up in the next week or two what this is really going to look like and if we're going to see a big blockbuster go down. I'm yeah. I mean, I, I think we will. I think especially in the Avengers division, I think we just have too many teams right now with their backs against the wall, too many teams that are potentially like an injury or two away from like their season, just maybe being over. So like there's potentially for good reasons, potentially for bad reasons. Like we could see teams just completely shove all the cards in or you know try to cash out and just go home safely um so i'm i I think we will see a blockbuster i don't know who but i think we will see one i'm all in all right uh anything else before we move on to the matchups of this week no let's keep the trades coming i mean nick's going to keep us interesting it'll be interesting to see if steve has any other pieces that he's going to move well Um, michael thomas he's coming back i mean that's (laughs) that's i think the big that's uh, the the lurking monster potentially is is my yeah I, I, I it's gonna be interesting to see what the price is gonna be for that too big time I mean I'm just curious to see how he plays uh, this Saints offense has been I mean famous James crab legs is crab it, legs is it fair to say a little bit disappointing this, oh yeah God, yes yes it's it's the 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 fact that we don't know what we're gonna get week in and week out yeah is is bothersome and I'm a Jameis owner in another league mm-hmm. and. Like, I mean, I, the uncertainty of the bipolarness that is Jameis Winston has me completely mind fucked in that league. Yeah. With it, with I, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very humbling, I guess, for lack of a better word, is to never be more upset with yourself with the fact that you can't fucking figure out what you're going to get out of a player. No, it's, it's the worst feeling for sure. It's, yeah, it's, it's not fun, especially when you need to rely on them. Like you're it's so, so kudos to Kevin for getting rid of like your bad roster decision lifestyle. I I mean, like, like simplify your life with it. I mean, Adam, Adam basically has a lineup. He can set it, set it, forget it. This is who he's going to start week in and week out. We hit a buy. All right, shit. Let's move in a small fringe player. Fingers crossed, you know, praying to the pizza gods that fucking somebody comes through and has a big week with it. Mm -hmm. And then you're right back to where you, where you were with your tried and true. Mm-hmm. Big time. 
man, depth sucks, but it's so much fun. Hey, well, it, it has its pluses and minuses. You need depth to make the playoffs. You don't that need depth true. to win it all. That, you're correct. You're correct. You just got to get there. Just got to get there and then pray. Yeah. yeah. Pizza gods, whatever, you know, crazy shit you want to want to believe in. I believe in the pizza gods. I also believe in the gods of tits and wine. I like your gods. That Pizza, tits, and wine. My life is fucking great. <laughs> I, All right. Let's move on to the matchups before we say something that we regret. Uh, um, no, I've, I, there's no such thing. In this group of people, I can say literally probably whatever I want that outside of John Gruden-esque things. This with is it, exactly. Fucking, I, don't send emails. Don't send anything. Anything that you can, like, just don't talk to anybody. I feel like that's the only way you're safe in this league. In, in the world. Not this league. The world. Just don't talk to anybody. Just become a hermit. Yep. Yep. All right. So if you need me, then I'll, I'll just be the only conversation I'll be having around this podcast. So, all right. I hear you. Matchup time. Uh, so let's, we're going to go through matchups and we got about four crappy matchups and two solid matchups. So let's start off with Chris and Armand. And we've been trying to find, you know, fun ways to make these matchups interesting. Um, when they're so one-sided. So this week we're going to go against the spread. Well, we're going to pick who we think wins outright, but we're also going to pick against the spread. And in this matchup, um, Armand versus Chris, right now Tua doesn't have a projection. We're going to give him 16 points. So that puts the spread at 36 points in favor of Armand. Who are you taking to win this week in general? And who are you taking to cover points? Okay, so I I love that we're doing this because I think this this is a ton of fun with it. So... I'm going to go with Armand in the straight-up matchup because I think that's the obvious pick to it. Yep. I'm going to take Armand and lose the 36 points as well. Armand will cover the points? Armand, co- yep. So so starting Chris 36 nothing, I still think Armand wins. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm taking Armand in both as well. I'm going to figure out how to fucking track this on my end. I have it all on the spreadsheet. Oh, perfect. Fuck, that makes my life so much easier. I just have to pick them and everything like this. Yep. So, yep. The fact that we both have spreadsheets rolling on the one side and yours is more efficient than mine, I greatly appreciate. No problem. Um, I, I think, I mean, I don't know if we want to break it in, break down anything no. more than this, but yeah, no, that works. Not cool. necessary. All right. All right. Uh, Battle of the Ruths. Kevin taking on Nick Ruth. Um, fun fact. Nick Ooh. has one running back that he can legitimately start. <laughs> I mean, uh, JVN Hawkins is like a backup on practice squad. Um, and the other one is like the third string running back, Gary Brightwell for the Giants. Um, so that's, you know, fun to watch. Um, but anyways, Kevin right now is favored to win by, let's call it 83 points. Who are you taking to win outright? And who are you taking with the points? So I'm not going to go with a whole real big shocker here. And I'm going to take Kevin to win outright. Yep. I also don't think I'm going to go with a really big shocker that says Kevin actually wins by 83 points or more. I think Nick's going to cover 84 points. That's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I he's got fact, no. he's got Trevor Lawrence, he's got Justin Herbert. Those guys alone, I think, can maybe give him like 60 points, maybe 70. So, so then Akeem you just Hicks, see, is Akeem Hicks going to play? Who is Hicks? Is Hicks playing this week for the Bears? Yes. yes. Probably. Okay, because otherwise, I mean, if Aaron Oh, Jones, for Aaron Jones. The, like, Devontae Adams is going to have a field day. I think Aaron Jones has a field day. Mike Williams has – it's not a great matchup or anything like that. Travis Kelsey's going up against 
the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one I hate is Tannehill going up against Buffalo. But other than that, I kind of love every other matchup that Kevin has. I think it's possible. All right. Okay. Call me Let's a believer. Move- the, the, the hammering that Kevin upside. Yeah, you are. You don't. Uh, All aboard team Kevin. If only Britt loved Kevin as much as you do. <laughs> hey, all I, right. I beat him, so I'm fucking all aboard that lifestyle, too. Say no more. All right. Next matchup, we have Jerry versus Steve. Um, you know, must really a must-win game for Jerry, um, but it should be possible. And when we look at the points, Jerry right now is scheduled to win by... Wow, Steve's team really sucks. Um, <laughs> 67 points. 67 points for the matchup who are you taking to win and who are you taking to cover give me jerry on the straight up and jerry on the points as well hmm I, i'm gonna take jerry to win out right obviously yep i'm gonna take especially i mean we don't know what's happening with the cincinnati backfield you know will perrine be back steve has chris evans let's take steve to cover i mean it's you're not you're not wrong jalen hurts goes up against tampa bay that's a really, a really rough matchup. LaVisca Chenault gets a boost with some of this. DK, mm-hmm. we've talked about earlier, takes a hit. Robert Woods had an unbelievable week Yep, out of this. They definitely I mean, emphasized him big time. The, I, how's that uh, Cooper Cup MVP talk going for you? Oh, it's, I was hoping really weren't going to bring that back up, but, you know, so be it. Um, Is he going to break 2,000 yards? No, he's not going to break it down. I fucking hate <laughs> myself for that. I like, I just, I like to get really hyped up and worked up about some of these things and then just watch them blow up in my fucking face mm-hmm. with it. I mean, depending on how some of these things play out, I hate Leonard Fournette Thursday night. Um, but he, I mean, at least we know Fournette's the guy right yeah. now. Like, that, that's officially they're, they're been solidified him. with it. Um, the fact that Giovanni Bernard, Giovanni Bernard is um, having the same amount of touches as Ronald Jones is. Very discouraging. Yeah. With that, so I guess there's a. I mean, there's a couple other pieces on the other side. We're starting Dan Arnold, which I mean had a great week. I'm not going to take anything away from that, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take the old man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll with my old man. All right. Next matchup, your matchup versus Zane. Uh, right now, Zane's let's call it 29 points favored. Um, I mean, you don't have Cordell Patterson, but you still have a lineup. Um, names that we recognize, unlike some of the other teams. Who are you taking to win outright, and who are you taking to cover point wise? I take Zane in the matchup because yep. I think that's just the easy life decision with that. And mm-hmm. I take I, I'll take Zane with the points as well. Um, I'm Claypool has the questionable tag. I think we're going to be all right mm-hmm. with it. Um, the Antonio Gibson one is the question mark for me. I. I, the crazy part is, is I'm starting Giovanni Bernard. I'm like, I legit, I, with the fact that McCaffrey's coming back, Hubbard obviously could have some play with part of it, but I think he comes back. I, I really don't feel good going anywhere near Mark Ingram or yeah. Philip Lindsay. Like I, yeah. like I have to f- consider fringe starting Philip Lindsay is the, is the worst part. I'll take Madison with that. Understanding that Dalvin cook might be back yeah. Um, with so many of those question pieces. Miles Sanders against Tampa Bay is, I can no, that's fucking atrocious. No. Tyreek Hill has a questionable tag, but I think that's just bullshit. Um, it's a quad injury, so maybe it's not. 
Ingram gets an uptick. Evans, I hate Thursday night games. But Lamar Jackson, the the, the Baltimore Chargers game this week is going to be electric. Oh, yeah. Absolutely electric. Um, but I, I think the big difference is Jonathan Taylor plays Houston, and that covers the 29 points maybe on its own. I agree. I will take Zane to win outright and Zane also to cover. Um, all right. Now we get to some legit matchups. We're not going to do points for these ones. We'll just do outright stuff. And before we get to our match for the week, let's go with Sam taking on Adam. Um, real tight matchup projected to you know be within two points um, right now. And how about you take a look at Adam's team and I'll go through Sam's team. And why don't you start us off? I think this immediately starts with Mahomes against Washington. Yep. They, they're they're both two and three. Both mm-hmm. have some things to prove. And Mahomes coming off of arguably the worst start in his career. Like I'm just gonna just gonna say that he throws two picks. He's thrown he's thrown six picks this year. You know how many you know how many he threw last year? Six. <laughs> six total. Really? Yeah. Which yeah, it's insane. Yeah. With I I I mean uh, the the curiosity is, did Buffalo play him right? You only rush four. You play everybody else in zone. You play a couple different looks, and you you try and take him out of it. I love Eckler. It's Baltimore. I love it. Digs against Tennessee. I'm hammering that. You know the guy that's been really impressive is Dalton Schultz. Yeah, very impressive with this. Good I time. I mean, top to bottom, this this team. Uh, Taylor Hineke going up against Kansas City. We've Amazing watched these games be a shootout. Huge, huge absolute one there um i actually think miles gaskin has a very favorable matchup against jacksonville um i think it comes down to a couple of these fringe plays mm-hmm. um you know Miguel hardman's right there can chris carson's come back with it what happens with james washington naheem hines has been bipolar julio jones monday night i don't know if you're rolling that way just because it is a monday night game with the questionable tag you don't want to throw up a goose egg in a in a pivotal matchup yep. i really like what adam's got on paper yeah. And when we go to Sam's team, I mean, right off the bat, Alvin Kamara is on a bye. Um, that that stings. Um, but, you know, when we look at quarterbacks, Joe Burrow is taking on Detroit. I mean, that is almost equally good matchup as, you know, Tyler Hineke has against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but Justin Fields, I mean, Fields is, I think we've seen reasons to be optimistic about him and his future, but we haven't seen like a good fantasy performance for him. Um, would love to see it this week against the, the Packers as a Bears fan, um, but you don't feel confident, I think, in fields right now. Um, and at running back, I mean, Javante Williams, you know, going up against the Raiders, it'll be very interesting to see how that Raiders teams respond um, after, you know, Gruden resigning and just everything that happened. I mean, it'd be very easy for this Raiders team and season to just crater and just mm-hmm. nosedive. Um, DeAndre Swift, you know, taking on Cincinnati. I mean, that's a solid matchup. You know, Christian McCaffrey hopefully returns against Minnesota. You'd love to see that. Um, at wide receiver, I mean, you got A.J. Brown going up against Buffalo. C.D. Lamb going up against New England. Um, Devontae Smith going up against Tampa. Antonio Brown going up against Philly. I mean, Sam's got two Thursday night games. Um, tight end, <laughs> Ricky Seals Jr. Um, it looks, you know, silly, but with, you know, Logan Thomas not playing, you know, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually don't hate that start. Um, I initially thought that was crazy, but looking at it more, I think it's actually a sneaky option, and I probably would play him over Jared Cook as well. Um, For Sam's team, I mean, I think 
it's really going to come down to just these running backs. I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, you know, what kind of workload is he going to get week one? Uh, DeAndre Swift, you know, we've seen highs and lows with him. But Javante Williams, you know, will he have maybe, I don't want to say a breakthrough performance, but he hasn't really had a, I don't know, that signature big play moment that gives you a lot of excitement for the future. And I think it's coming eventually. Will it happen this week against Las Vegas? I don't know. Um, I made my pick beforehand, and after going through these matchups, I actually changed my pick. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I'm just going to be honest right now. So right now, Dan, who are you taking in this matchup? Sam versus Armand. Um, Don't want to say it as a must win for Sam, but, you know. Sam Sam versus Adam. Excuse me. Yes, Sam versus Adam, not Sam versus Armand. Um, Not necessarily a must win for Sam, but you definitely got to start getting some W's if you're Sam. I'm going to. I'm going to take Adam. I really like the Mahomes matchup. I think there's a lot of juicy pieces on the opposite side here. Yeah. So I, I, I Taylor Haneke gets that Kansas city, Washington game is going to be very interesting. Uh, I I'm taking Adam. So I initially had Adam as well, but I don't, so I just like Sam's matchups a little bit more. I think he's got players that need to rebound and will rebound. And I think, you know, I think it comes out of the running backs. You know, if McCaffrey comes back and is just a stud, I think that's going to be all she wrote. And Sam's going to get a much needed win this week. It, it, it's hard to argue. I think there's, I mean, you can make cases for both sides of things. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go down the, it's a two I point hate, matchup for a reason. Yep. I hate the Thursday night game. Yep. With it. I, Antonio Brown, obviously, and Devontae Smith for Sam. Yeah, that's a it's a boomer bust kind of thing for me with that. I, I don't think Brown puts up 31 points like he did last week, but in that game, who the fuck knows? With yeah. it, I and the and the piece on the other side is I don't really like Chase Edmonds. I don't like the James Conner piece eating into him. Mm-hmm. So I think there's questionable pieces, and especially with the fact you're going up against Cleveland front seven. It, it's a toss up. I think it's it's there. I'll I'll hammer division homer. And everything like that, I'll take I'll take Adam in the matchup. So I mean, this could be great. This could this could be where we, well, I mean, we got one more matchup to pick, but this could break the uh, the tie we have at twenty three and seven. Yeah, for sure, twenty three and seven. We were six and zero last week. Yeah, all right, impressive. That brings us to the matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. We have my team taking on Stefan's team. I'm nine and one. Stefan's eight and two. Um, this is. Big matchup, you know, for both teams. You know, you want to, both teams want to continue on the the trend that they've started the season on and, you know, lock up that bye. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go through my team. You can obviously handle Stefan's team. And, um, you know, I mean, right off the bat, you know, Geno Smith right now is in the starting lineup. I'm still tinkering with that. Um, you know, no Russell Wilson sucks. It's not a great matchup against Pittsburgh. It's a prime time matchup against Pittsburgh. It's really setting up for Geno Smith to throw like four interceptions or something crazy. Um, but we'll see. Right now he's in my starting lineup. Kyler Murray's going up against Cleveland. You know, with this Cleveland defense has been ups up and down. It's kind of like the Washington football team. It really hasn't, I think, lived up to some of the hype that it had uh preseason. Um at running back, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has been great, you know, but New England's a tough matchup. Delvin Cook, if he's back, is great, but Carolina is surprisingly a tough matchup. Wide receivers, I mean, T. Higgins against Detroit. I mean, this whole Cincinnati offense could be in store for a big 
you know, game against Detroit. You know, Allen Robinson has not been great this year. He has not really had that signature performance and just he's getting the targets, but he's just not getting any yards or even touchdowns for that matter. I'm um, an Amari Cooper against New England. Again, just New England's a tough team, um, and especially against the Cowboys, it could be a difficult matchup for him. Um, but in return, I mean, I have the these tight ends. I mean, TJ Hawkinson against Cincinnati. That's a should be an okay matchup. Mark Andrews against LA Chargers, fresh off the insane Monday night performance. And Darren Waller against Denver. I mean, again, what does this Raiders team look like? Um, what kind of production are we going to see from them? Um, it'll be interesting. They could either rally around the situation or just completely roll over. I really have no idea what to expect for that. Um, so my team's interesting. I mean, if I don't go with Geno Smith, I think the the next man up to consider is, you know, Damian Williams going up against Green Bay Packers. I mean, that's that's kind of the Sophie's choice I'm dealing with right now. Um, Dan, you know, looking at Stefan's team, let's, what am I dealing with? What am I up against? I, the first thing you start with is TB12. I QB2 on the, on the season. And I think this is a very mm-hmm. interesting one. I hate the Thursday night game. I, yep. I, I'm going to hammer that there. But man, that's, I mean, how do you not love Tom Brady? Like, you can say whatever you want about it. This, he might be, he might be Jerry Rice level in some of these pieces with it. I mean, he um, is at this point. Yeah. So we talked about Najee Harris, which uh, we like the up. I, I like the uptake in this. Mixon's got the questionable tag. Deontay Johnson gets a bump. Cooper Cup. I, fuck. I, thanks for setting me up for talking about fucking Cooper <laughs> Cup with this. It, it's been over 10 points all year. 16 points against Seattle. Plays a soft Giants defense. I like this. Zach Ertz is a, Zach Ertz is a tough play. Just I mean, Goddard's been ruled out though, right? Goddard's out. And I mean, yeah. it's Ertz's, it's Ertz's game. Yep, but he plays Tampa, and yeah. I don't like that. He's starting both guys in the Cleveland backfield against Arizona. I low key love that. I mean, I mean, after it's, last it's, week, how could you not? Yeah, correct. I mean, phenomenal. twenty-five out of Hunt, twenty-four out of Chubb. Like this is the way to go. And Carson Wentz gets the best fucking matchup in the entire world, where you can go shit down fucking Houston's throat with this. <laughs> Cousins is an obvious bench. You playing against like you talked about a sneaky good Carolina team. Jamal Williams sitting on the bench, been a little bipolar with it, and you hate the fact that he plays for the fucking Lions. Cole Beasley, just I'm not, I'm just gonna skip Cole Beasley. Fuck Cole Beasley. I love that offense, and I fucking can't stand the fact that he's not a big part of it. Um, Parker's gonna be. I don't know if he's gonna play or anything like that. Henry Ruggs is the interesting piece to it. Like you talked about the matchup against Denver. Corners are a little bit good. With it, the the homer that Stefan is with the with Randall Cobb sitting on the bench, one good game, a <laughs> couple five pointers there. He's playing the Bears though, isn't that like worth it, like an extra six points? It, it probably is. Badly. The, I mean, the fact that where that Justin Fields is throwing him the ball probably helps with some of those pieces. Um, Higby's been a little up and down in some of those pieces. Ebron, we talked about, does he get a bump with part of this? He had, I mean, nothing over five points, so I think that's a good bench for him. There's a couple interesting pieces that I think Stefan could tweak. Brandon Cooks being one that we that I overlooked on coming this. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that was the most interesting one. But I mean, with all that said, I don't think there's anyone worth no. subbing out. I mean, no, I, I think you want to see how things go with Mixon, and if if like you know, even if he starts, but if we think it's just not going to be like a 
you know, it's going to be a split workload. I think he's maybe the guy that could potentially be benched. But outside of that, I mean, it just seems pretty cut and dry for Stefan's team. I, I agree. If he's benched, I'm I'm going to fucking hammer the train until it happens. The Cole Beasley hype train. Um, I I love the matchup against Tennessee for these yeah. guys. Um, but I think let's get down to the to the important part for this is who is going to win. Bum, bum, bum. You starting or am I? Um, I will start, but I think we're gonna go with the same same pick here. Um, I'm just not feeling good about my team. Um, and I'm the fact that I'm leaning starting Geno Smith, I think says it all. So give me Stefan's team. I took Stefan as well on the Geno on the Geno start. I think I'm gonna say it here. This will be the one few times I say it. Tom Brady on a Thursday night actually makes me very comfortable with starting. I think Cooper Cup has a good rebound game. And I see rebound. He's put up 11 and 16 points in the last couple of games with it. Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. But I, the, the Cleveland-Arizona game is very, I think it's going to be one of the best games this coming week. Outside of maybe L.A.-Baltimore mm-hmm. with it. And then maybe the Buffalo game. Well, I mean, when you look at it, that could really decide this matchup because with me only starting one quarterback, I need Kyler Murray to have a phenomenal huge, game. Huge game. And, yeah, and that, you know, this Cardinals defense is tough and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, I mean, they can run over anyone, but can this Cardinals defense kind of keep rolling and, you know, can they, for my sake, maybe keep uh, Hunt and Chubb in, in check? I don't know. And the fact that they both carry questionable tags at mm-hmm. this current moment has to make you feeling maybe a little bit optimistic. Not really. I, really? I, yeah. I like, okay. All right. Maybe um, if I saw out, I would be feeling optimistic. Well, if you're still right out, if we're still out, this, this whole thing goes to shit, but on a Wednesday night at 10 23 in the after, in the evening, like we're going off what we got. Uh, yeah. I captain TB 12. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, I'm not liking my ads, but all right. All right. Wind her down. Yeah, I think we're done for the week. Um, I love the trades. I love love the action. I don't want to see any more injuries, though. And I think that's the big piece is we always talk about all this stuff, and we never wish bad upon anybody. But these injuries literally could dictate and influence specific teams in making things a little bit more interesting, especially in Justice League. Exactly. Like it's. It, I mean, or wait, no, yeah. Did I get that right? Justice League, Avengers. No, Avengers, Avengers League. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Like this is where I got to scroll down a little bit and put the drink down. And life's good. Um, All right, a lot of I'm things moving. Notes. Go, I'm go. Yep, we are done. Until next week, have a good one, guys.